Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another Holtcast match preview. Of course, this is part of the opposition match preview series. As always, it's Cole Pedham here. You can find me on Twitter at Talk Aston Villa. And of course, like I said, it's an opposition preview. So we have an Arsenal fan this time. We have Tom from the Gooner Talk TV at the Gooner Talk TV on Twitter. Tom, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, a lot better than I was doing about a week ago uh, as an Arsenal fan, for sure. Oh, for sure. And of course, he's referencing their uh, their big 1-0 win over Manchester United at Old Trafford. We were just having a little chat before this. Of course, it's still nice to beat Manchester United at Old Trafford. Of course, it would be a little bit better if Sir Alex Ferguson was still there, but Ollie just doesn't have that juice. No offense to United fans. But nonetheless, <laughs> let's get on to this match because, of course, it's Arsenal versus Aston Villa at the Emirates on Sunday, 7.15 p.m. kickoff. I never really get these quarter pass kickoffs but nonetheless it's a 7 7 15 p.m kickoff kind of an interesting start to both seasons for both of our teams but nonetheless we'll dive into arsenal first so tom how have you found your season so far yeah it's been an interesting one um obviously as you said that the whole league in general has been uh quite unpredictable we've seen some mad results and arsenal have been um kind of not shying away from those either we we have beaten sides that you'd expect us to beat the likes of uh, Sheffield United and West Ham, et cetera, and Fulham. Um, and then we've played arguably our hardest two games that we will already this season. We we lost at the Etihad uh, 1-0 to Manchester City and, and we lost 3-1 to Liverpool at Anfield. And, and then losing at home to Leicester was was frustrating. It was a game in which we we dominated completely but failed to create too many chances and eventually it was a, a bit of a hit and run from Brendan Rodgers' side who managed to hit us on the break. Um, and then the season's most recent score, as we've already mentioned, was Arsenal winning at Old Trafford, which is not something we've seen since 2006 in the league uh, and also our first win against a big six side since 2015. So it's it's a crazy season so far and I'm, I'm hoping it's going to start progressing even further now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, of course, you guys are on a what a, a two game win streak overall, obviously beating Dundalk and yeah. <laughs> the Europa League isn't anything to write home about. But nonetheless, a win's a win. Yeah. It's good for morale. I'm expecting heavy rotation on a Thursday night going and playing on a Sunday as well. So is there any concern from that, that in that aspect? Or is it just kind of normal squad rotation with some youngsters coming in on Thursday? I think it'll be normal score rotation, as you say. I'm not expecting to see the likes of Aubameyang or Lacazette starting. Um, my expectation is that Arsenal now, with the signings that they made in the summer, they kind of have got the the ability to to do much more rotation than they previously could, say, last season when we had to play quite a lot of our big hitters in the Europa League. Uh, and that has certainly helped us in terms of squad rotation and fitness. So going into the game against your, yourselves at the weekend, I, I think we'll have a, a fully fit and, and fully rested team still. So it's not too much of an issue. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, it, it's always kind of nice when you're looking at that from a, a traditional, maybe top six perspective, because you guys mm. usually have the luxury to rotate. Uh, <laughs> if you look at our bench, if we were in that situation, we'd be absolutely screwed. So yes. <laughs> in, in some aspects, I'm, I'm very pleased that we're not in European competition right now because it wouldn't probably go very well. But nonetheless, mm. kind of getting back to the Arsenal perspective, Mikel Arteta, of course, coming in, replacing Unai Emery. Uh, a lot of fans were crying out for it. Some seem to be kind of, at least what I follow on Twitter, kind of in between still, not totally convinced. Where do you kind of fall on that pendulum? Because personally, I think he's actually doing a bang-up job, but where where do you kind of see him on that uh, that perspective? Yeah, kind of thing? I mean, it's hard to gauge uh, a kind of consensus on social media specifically from Arsenal fans as to how they feel. Um, coming from sort of my perspective, when we got rid of Unai Emery, it was a case of Arsenal were at the lowest point I think that I've ever known them to be as a fan. Um, I didn't feel it could get much worse than it, than it was when we decided to let him go. It was the worst person that we could have replaced Arsene Wenger with, really, uh, even though I felt Wenger should have probably moved on a, a couple of seasons earlier. But to replace him with this kind of industrious, negative coach the transition between going from what we had under Arsene Wenger to that was was very quick and it didn't allow for enough transition and it it wasn't the right manager anyway but now we've got Arteta who's taken over as I said from quite a defensive manager um, but yet encountered lots of defensive error-strewn players uh, within the side the likes of Mustafi, David Luiz etc these guys that had cost us points time and time again and he improved them. Uh, the likes of Mustafi was getting better week on week and there were still what we call Mustafi-isms uh, here and there throughout <laughs> his games, but he was a lot more competent. And when he got injured in the semi-final of the FA Cup against uh, Manchester City, a lot of fans were bricking it, um, thinking that we've now got a replacement with Rob Holding, who hadn't really looked the same since coming back from injury. And he came in and did a stellar job in the final as well and has now put on another good performance against Manchester United as we talked about Old Trafford last Sunday. So, I'm very happy with the situation of Arteta. I think it was a case that we couldn't, we could afford to take a risk at the time with the coach, bring someone in with barely any, if any at all, first team experience and been sort of guided under under, under Pep Guardiola. But he's not really implemented the Pep style at Arsenal. He's he's improved us defensively, solved those issues, and now he's got a big challenge of of making us more creative and expansive, which is is as I say, going to be a big challenge. Oh, absolutely. So are we starting to see this squad in Arteta's image, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I think because we're gradually transitioning to a back four. When he came in in December, he carried on with the back four that Unai Emery had been using and Freddie Jumberg in between had been using, but it just wasn't solid enough and we were still dropping points. And I remember a key game when we played Chelsea at home at the end, the, not the end, but sort of February time last season. And we went 1-0 up and we looked to be holding it to the end, but the defence eventually cracked and we, we lost 2-1 at home and it was a big, big loss for him. And he got his first win eventually against... Oli going to sell Shires United at home. We beat them 2-0. Um, and that, again, was kind of switching to a different style and a different formation where he then moved to a back three. Uh, and the back three was made up of the likes of David Luiz, Tierney and, and Mustafi. And, and that kind of became the norm. It compensated for our defensive flaws. Xhaka and Sabas were the, the two midfielders and that really changed our fortunes. But we still did kind of fail to, to really create too many chances. So going into this season that kind of carried on of, of failing to create too many chances. But against Fulham, we played against a very weak side and took the chances that we made. But then against Liverpool and, and Manchester City, we defended quite well, but eventually the pressure told and we conceded and we weren't able to create enough chances. And the ones that we did, we didn't take. 
So he's now switching to this back four. It's a lot more expansive, a lot more creative, and, and we're seeing more sort of mobility in the midfield, and especially with, with the introduction of Thomas Partey. That's, that's massively increased things. Mohamed Elneny looks like a new player since coming back from his loan from Turkey. So, yeah, he is starting to implement his style more uh, vigorously, and it's through the change of formation that's mainly doing it. Okay, so kind of going into, uh, I guess, a pre-match mindset of this one on Sunday. Of course, it's a battle of ace, well, eighth, if I can say that correctly, versus ninth, which is very <laughs> weird to say, um, nonetheless. Um, we still have a game in hand, of course, so that can kind of play into factors as well. But kind of diving into this one, Tom, how are you feeling? Confident? Any concerns? Uh, I'm always concerned. Uh, I think that that with the way that Arsenal are right now, you could see a performance like we saw against Man United, which was great, but it was more of a kind of defensive display, which I'm not really expecting the same against against Villa. Um, I think that Dean Smith is an intelligent coach, and I think that he would be looking at what Leicester did against Arsenal and, and kind of maybe seeing that as a blueprint. The difference being, I'm not sure whether Aston Villa can defend as well as Leicester did. You Seemingly, like the goals that you started to concede against Leeds and, and Southampton was, was a lot of goals and defensively it, it looked a little bit uh, crazy. So it's, but then you've got the, the attack on, on your end that you managed to like blitz away Liverpool. And I know that Liverpool were defensively horrific in that game, but it's still the, the chances that you created, you took Grealish is always going to be a big threat. I think Barkley's an excellent loan signing to add to your team. Um, I thought Bertrand Traore's introduction as well from, from Liga and Leon is, is, a, is a decent signing as well. You're, he's used to playing in England because he used to be at Chelsea, if my knowledge serves me correctly. So I think that there is a lot of threat from this Aston Villa side. And, and Ollie Watkins as well is, is a really good striker that came in from Brentford. So uh, there is a threat. And I think defensively, we're not perfect. We're certainly a lot, lot better. And we've, we've got the best defensive record in the league with only conceding seven goals. But there is going to be that chance that we could see yourselves defend a lot better than maybe you have done over the last two games and then pull a Leicester on us again, which would be horrific for us when you think about the season we're at right now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pivotal game for Arsenal and they do need to win it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, yeah, it's been a last a weird last two games for us. Like especially at home, um, I think there's been like eleven goals scored in our last three games. I think most. Well, I think what two out of those three were home. So yeah. it, it's been a very odd one nonetheless. Um, shifting four goals against Southampton with three of them being set pieces and one being an absolute worldie from Danny Ings and then somehow Mm -hmm. just teasing us at the end with three goals in quick fire succession just to say, hey, we're still here. Um, Has kind of left a lot of us wondering, okay, we can score, but we still can't defend, which is shades of last season. But nonetheless, like you said, you've brought up the Leicester result. It's a weird one because if you look at that game in particular for you guys, it was kind of the same for us. It was both teams kind of going for it, having spells of possession, having opportunities, but not capitalizing. And then just kind of right at the last moment kind of took their opportunity, the best out of the whole game. And that's really what happened with us against Leicester as well. So it's going to be interesting in my mind, this either kind of game can go one of two ways. Either it's another Leicester situation for either one of us where one opportunity could absolutely kill the game off or it's an absolute shootout and we did see that last season at the Emirates as well you guys came out three two winners when we absolutely just blew that lead away typical Villa Mm. but nonetheless kind of getting back into perspective is there any uh, fresh injury concerns with Arsenal? Uh, fresh not really uh, David Luiz has come back uh, he missed the last couple of games and he's come back so he should be available which 
I don't know whether he'll play um, because, as I say, Rob Holding had a bit of an injury issue at the end of the United game, but carried on and finished the game. So I'm assuming he'll still be fit. Uh, it'd be interesting to see who kind of has played on Thursday, but I, I don't see there being any injury issues. Um, the players that are out currently are with long-term issues have been Callum Chambers, Pablo Marie, Gabriel Martinelli. So uh, I don't expect any of those three to make it back for the weekend, um, but everyone else is, is seemingly fit, which is obviously good for us. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like I think for us, the only fresh one would be Bertrand Traore. And mm. unfortunately, he just seems to come on here and there and then gets a start and gets hurt. So hopefully he comes back soon. <laughs> I think that's the end of November. But nonetheless, probably Trezegate knocks back into the squad for that one. But mm. uh, kind of switching things back to the game itself and not worrying about injuries, we'll, we'll, we'll stick the kind of to the defensive perspective here because we've already touched on it a bit. Of course, like we've said, you guys have had two clean sheets in a row, one being against Dundalk. So again, I, 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 I won't, I won't say it was marvelous, but like I said before, a win's a win. A clean sheet is awesome, awesome for morale, no matter the opponent. But like we've said before, who do you expect to kind of start in that back four? Uh, I'm expecting it to be obviously Leno in goal. Uh, and then I Bellerin holding Gabriel and, and Tierney uh, as, as the back four. So I think it picks itself. It's the same ones that, that started against Manchester United and defended amazingly well. So the, the, Arteta will be looking to carry that on for sure. Absolutely. What What have you made of Gabriel so far this season? I'm just generally curious because, to be honest, yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Not maybe. Oh, I, I think if a lot of people are saying they knew lots about him, they're probably lying. Mm. But what have you found <laughs> him so far? Yeah, people people become experts in, in anyone very quickly. Oh yeah, <laughs> Which, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, you're giving, there's so much information going around these days that you, you can get quite clued up on players quite quickly. But I mean, I, I've been staggered the how well he has kind of come straight into things. He was thrown in at the back against Fulham in the first game because David Luiz was injured, um, and he was he scored on his debut and was had a man of match performance. He was brilliant alongside Willian, who his form himself has kind of been up and down, but. Gabriel, yeah, he was at Lille um, and he kind of got into that Lille team after not having the best of, of loan appearances away. Didn't get much time whilst on loan. He played in Croatia on loan and didn't really play much at all. But he's still only 22 years of age. and We weren't the only club in for him when, when we got him. The likes of Napoli were interested. There were links to Manchester United as well, though they, they denied it later on. But whether or not that's true or not, we don't know. Um, and he's come in and he's just added that physicality that we've needed at the back and consistency as well. The way that he kind of deals with one-on-one situations, the way he deals with crosses, he's so physical and tall and, and strong that he's just an overawing presence at the back. And Arsenal have needed that for so long. And but we've had so many issues with Mustafi and Louise and other players that, we, as I said, we, we've just desperately needed this, this guy to come in for so long. Oh, for sure. And I guess one more question before we get on to uh, the score predictions. If we're looking at this game from kind of a positional perspective, what part of the pitch do you think this game's going to be won? Is it defensive, midfield, attack? Uh, I think I think it's different for both sides. I think that how Villa deal with our wide areas will depend, like will obviously have a massive impact on how effective Arsenal can be because centrally we kind of fail to create too much. Um, so if, if the likes of Matty Cash and etc. can can lock down our left hand side, that that's going to be a big uh, kind of plus for you guys in terms of where we deal with you. Uh, Grealish is obviously a big danger man for you, and and the finishing abilities of Ollie Watkins there. So uh, the likes of Bellerin is going to have to be on it. If William plays on that side, he's going to have to track back and cover that side as well. So 
it's probably the wide areas for both teams, to be honest. The midfield for us is pretty solid with how Partey and Elneny have kind of marshaled that against Man United. But centrally, you, obviously you'll know better than I will how, how creative you are through the middle. But I look at both both teams' sort of wings as, as their most threatening areas and, and that'll be where the fullbacks of both sides will need to be on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, actually, the one thing I was going to say was probably the midfield for us because mm. definitely the last two games, with the amount of goals we shifted, it's been very easy to bypass our midfield, uh, whether that be McGinn kind of getting up the pitch a little too much. Ross Barkley likes to kind of play that free role at times and get caught mm. out. Uh, Douglas Louise likes to play sometimes a, a slow ball when it's too slow and he just needs to hurry up with a little bit more pace and urgency. But <laughs> nonetheless, it's been fairly easy to bypass our midfield with a few little through balls directly down the middle so I think if that gets tightened up it's going to be interesting to see because I can't see much in the middle of the pitch happening with the likes of Party and El Nenny just sitting there holding the midfield so you are right in that sense it's going to be down to the strikers it's going to be down to the width and who who can really essentially I guess, execute quicker and have the, the urge, sense of urgency, like I said before, um, to get those chances into the box. But nonetheless, uh, Tom, let's get your score prediction for Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 3-1. Um, just even though we have been defensively solid, we have a knack of, of conceding the odd goal. And I think that we will get found out at some point and there will be a mistake made. So I'm going to go with 3-1 but because I think that our attack will click uh, eventually. And I think they have... The amount of goals that Villa have conceded, whether they've been set pieces or not, have, have highlighted some errors that they've been making at the back. So I'm going to go with 3-1 and I'm always optimistic. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go for the win. Well, no, actually, I appreciate the honesty because I feel like everyone I ask on here, when it's an opposition fan, they just go with a, a draw to be nice and safe and to appeal Villa listeners. It's it's <laughs> nice to see. So if you if you do see people calling you delusional, it's just because they're not used to um, people with differing <laughs> opinion, which is nice to see. But nonetheless, yeah. um, the, it, the biggest issue is conceding. Uh, we had the best goal differential for like four games and then it just all fell apart. So do we get back to that on the road after a few horrific home games? That's probably the biggest question for us. Um, unf- hmm. Unfortunately, I don't see this one going away. I'll go, I'll go three, two again. Okay. I, I feel like it's going to be a close game. I feel like there's going to be a few more goals in it. The issue and concern with me is if we're, if we're holding a lead, how well can we hold it? If we're conceding yeah. first, how do we respond? Cause we typically don't respond very well. And that carries over from last season. Um, I guess the other thing we could both be wrong. It could be absolutely kind of a snore draw. Who knows? Maybe Leno and Martinez just have an absolute duel for the ages. We'll we'll never know until it actually happens. But nonetheless, Tom, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. And if you'd be so kind, uh, feel free to uh, plug your socials. Yeah, you can find us at the Green Talk TV, uh, producing consistent Arsenal content every day. So yeah. Fantastic. Of course, go check them out, guys. It's always a good listen. I've listened to a few to do some of my uh, homework, (laughs) and it's been very (laughs) enjoyable. But uh, nonetheless, thank you, Tom, for joining me. We'll wrap it up there. Of course, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's at 7500Holt. Email us at holtcast at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your pods, leave us a review. It makes it basically easier for other people to find us. But nonetheless, hopefully a positive result for Villa on Sunday. Sorry, Tom, but nonetheless, up the Villa. 